podcast with Steve Mathis. Welcome to the Pulp MX podcast uh, with Sean Moffenbeyer. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, warning, warning, this is a very Canadian moto-centric podcast, so it may not be your cup of tea, but I really don't care. I wanted to call this guy and uh, get him on the line and uh, talk a little bit of Canadian moto. He's uh, doing something interesting this year. Sean, thanks, uh, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, Steve. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you are you're in SoCal as we speak, uh, prepping for the Canadian Nationals, the OTS FF Yamaha team. Uh, you're on a two-stroke though, YZ250. New rule in Canada this year: two strokes are legal in the MX2 class, uh, CC per, uh, yeah. matching CC. So, uh, you yourself has been an MX1 rider for a few years. Why the decision to go MX2? Was it just related to the two-stroke, or did you want to ride a two-stroke anyways? Or talk about that decision a little bit. All right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think there's quite a few factors that kind of came into play. Um, you know, I'd been in the MX1 class for a while, and it was more of a more of a building thing, more or less, kind of a decision that we made at a young age. And uh, it was kind of always an idea to go back down. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of, you know, I was getting more or less a little bit big for the 250S. So when the rule came in, it kind of popped into my mind, hey, you know, we, right. could, we could possibly do a 252 stroke. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, the YZ450, um, I felt comfortable on it. But uh-huh. I just felt like uh, there was just some things that needed to be worked out with it. Mm-hmm. You know, as kind of everybody's kind of said the same thing, yeah. more or less about the bike. Like, it's a, it's a solid bike. It's just... Uh, you have some characteristics to it while you're riding it that uh, you have to be careful of and stuff, a lot of especially people, at our speed. A lot of people said it was unpredictable. Like, a lot of pro guys I know say that you can go through the same yeah. section for five laps in a row, never have a problem, do the same section uh, six times, and things going sideways on you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, for the most part, I had it figured out. Mm-hmm. But it was like, you know, like the year before, I felt, like, really confident on it, and then uh, – it's just I kept pushing the bike, kept pushing it, and it was just you know there was just like you said it was unpredictable and you know in just a couple little ways and uh, right. so I kind of took the chance to you know the the team uh, OTSS Rockstar Yamaha guys kind of offered it to me and uh, you know I pondered it for a bit because it's not the you know it's not a super updated bike obviously none right. of the two strokes are but. I pondered it, and, uh, you know, I just took the chance and went for it and really enjoying it so far. So. Yeah, it um, – I don't know – I don't know if you have an advantage or not. Uh, or I think I think you have an advantage in some places, and in some places you have a disadvantage uh, compared to a, a 254 stroke. And, and you've been riding the thing uh, in SoCal here, um, Glen Helen and wherever else. Uh, what do you find? What? How is it compared to the, to the 250Fs? Well, it's like you said, there's, there's definitely advantages and disadvantages. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the outside world and the average guy's just thinking, you know, well, you're going to have so much more horsepower and this and that. But what they need to realize is that, you know, today's tracks are also four-stroke tracks. They're not two-stroke tracks, right, mm-hmm. like they were in the past. So 
I mean, when I go to Paris or, you know, places with really deep ruts, it's, you know, four strokes build the ruts and, you know, it's a little bit difficult to, to get used to a power band and stuff like that mm-hmm. while you're in the corners, but... I mean, uh, See, I, I raced think... it at Comp Ed yeah. two weeks ago, and uh, I mean, it's good. Like, I feel like the the four strokes have a little advantage, you know, when it's you got yourself a slippery corner or whatever. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's spots like you you hit a sandberm or things like that, or where you gotta where you, you can just you know throw the bike wherever you want to because it's so light. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's like you say, there's advantages and disadvantages, and. I think it's going to be pretty neat once it uh, comes to nationals to see, yeah, you know, see really uh, how it performs against the top 250 guys. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, uh, what it works out. I guess there's going to be three or four of you guys on two strokes, huh? Yeah, there'll be. Uh, yeah, I just I was just kind of reading about that. There'll, mm-hmm. there'll be quite a few yeah. guys on them. Um, how's Yamaha with this? Yeah. You're on a Yamaha supported team. Uh, were they pumped? Were they excited? To get a YZ252. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean that, that was kind of their. I think that was kind of their idea is to, mm-hmm. you know, have uh, one of every everybody on their bike basically. You know, right. have a two stroke or have their 250F out there and a 450 out there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, they're they're excited. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of info on the bike. It's not a it's not a new bike, so no. a, lot, a lot of guys know what to do with it, and uh, I'm yeah. pretty pretty confident in uh, what the team is you know, talked about and stuff mm-hmm. like that and, and how we can make it better. So. V-Force read block, bro. Got to put one of those in. <laughs> they work yeah, They yeah. work so good on those bikes. I mean, trust me, I worked on them for years at Yamaha. Um, those things yeah. are legit. They really work well. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I when I was on the 80s, that's what we did too. Yeah. It's amazing. Like when you work on them, they're so simple yeah. compared to a four-stroke. Uh, what about your riding? What about your riding style, though? Did you find yourself... Um, forgetting how to ride a two-stroke and maybe maybe trying to point and shoot it like a four-stroke. Um, did you have some adjustment to it? Yeah, it like uh, like the first week I rode it, I felt like so slow and just right. <laughs> sketchy more or less on it. But it's like anything. I think if you're a good enough rider, you can adapt to uh, whatever they put you on. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I got like. 15, 10 hours on the bike right now, and yep. I feel pretty confident with it. So I've kind of learned what to do in the ruts and stuff like that. And yeah. kind of moving forward, I've, I've talked to Dusty quite a little bit about uh, some riding tips and stuff like that with the two-stroke. Right. So, yeah, it's it's different, but uh, I think overall it's going to make me a better rider, just kind of more diverse, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be cool. Uh, who is doing the mods on the bike and stuff? Who's doing motor work and suspension work and all that? Uh, we got uh, Bondi Engines oh, yeah. out of Ontario there. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I, th- I believe they built some of the Blackfoot bikes and stuff like that in the past. And right. He's been known to build some of the most badass two-strokes. So right. I, uh, I'm very confident that they'll have a fast bike, that's for sure. What's been... Uh, and, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we got we got RG3 on the suspension, too. Oh, yeah. So. What's been the reaction uh, at local tracks, Glen Helen or Paula or wherever you've been riding... Um, to you on the two-stroke. I mean, people come up and talk to you about it. I mean, it, there's this there's this undercurrent of uh, weirdos. I mean, people that love two-strokes. Um, what's it been like, the reaction been? Uh, people down in California probably don't really know who you are or what your deal is, but then they see you hauling ass on a two-stroke, and they probably want to talk to you. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, when I was at the race at Comp Edge, 
there was lots of guys that came up to me and they're like, damn, like, where are you from and stuff like that. And, right. you know, like, uh, what's, what's your deal with the two stroke? And yeah. I just kind of explained it to them and they're, you know, everybody's kind of cool about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you say though, like there's almost like a, there's almost like a cult or something <laughs> with two stroke guys. So yeah. it, it's, it's cool though. Like they're all super interested in, you know, what I'm doing to the bike and, you know, the smell of it more or less. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. No, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Um, and how'd you do in that race that you did? That you did. How was it? Good. I mean, damn. I've uh, this is my, kind of my first year racing down here. Yeah. There's a whole uh, Loretta Lynn's qualifier, so it, it was oh, cool. Okay. I got uh, fourth in the pro open class there. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've yeah, been, I was. Uh, it was good. You've been coming down to Cali for a while though with uh, Todd huh, at Performex. Um, yeah, I, uh, I started coming down here when I was 15, actually, so, yeah. I mean, I, I'm i 20 now, so I, I've been coming down for a while. Right. Just, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's helped me out. We've kind of worked together. We've got a super solid relationship. I help him out with the, uh, the camp here a little bit, the mm-hmm. training camp where the, uh, Canadian kids come down, so I help him out, and he helps me out in return, and, uh, I think we've got a pretty good deal. I just picture a bunch of Canadians down there in this house in that area, scrambling around looking for Tim Hortons and uh, trying to figure out what <laughs> what to do on these California freeways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, you take uh, take the Tim Hortons in the factor. Everybody's confused about that. Yeah, and then you go to the gas pumps and you have to push down on those things. <laughs> right, right. And right. like that. <laughs> six <laughs> kids get so confused about that. Also, too, uh, we're, we're in the USA. Not everybody trusts you to pump your gas and then go pay. Like, you know, yeah, in Canada, exactly. it's like, ah, go ahead, pump your gas, just come back and pay, and everyone does because it's Canada, you know? Yeah. yeah. Down here, not no, so I'll much. I'll pump my gas, and I'll leave, and then I'll go back and pay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how are we – what's your goal this year to do um, – obviously, you were number six a couple years ago in the 450 class, and uh, – the 250 class, I would put maybe Kevin Benoit as a favorite. And after that, man, I, I, I think you're in that group with a bunch of guys that could make the podium, perhaps win a race. Uh, what do you see in that class this year? Yeah, I mean, uh, actually, Kevin's in the house with us right now, training and riding yeah. with us. So it's kind of good to have him around. For sure, right. Gauge more or less to where I'm at. So, um, yeah, it's like you said, I'm, you know, I'm, as, I'm in – or, you know, a championship, I'm going to hunt for a championship and, yep. and try to shoot for that, that podium the whole year. So, um, and then, uh, we got the Allison brothers. Are they, are they racing through these? I think they are. What else? Um, yeah, yeah. We, we got the Tyler Villopoto. Brad Nodit. Brad Nodit. Tyler Villopoto. Yep, um, Richard Gray, Dylan Kalen, those dudes, I don't know what those dudes are doing. Richard Gray's your yeah. teammate, but, um, it should be a good yeah. class. Yeah. It There's lots of guys. Yeah, um, man, I can't. Uh, I can't wait to see how that two-stroke does. I, I don't know how it's going to be. Like you said, I, good and bad, right? Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be weird. Yeah, it's a very unknown to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I just hope for Mark Stallybrass at CMRC's sake that uh, you and the other two-stroke guys just don't come out and just for whatever reason just start killing everybody because it's going to make the other OEMs yeah. kind of pissed. But who don't make two-strokes? But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I kind of thought it was. And, you know, the rule book in Canada says you can't ride a two-stroke, you know, mm-hmm. five years out of out of the current date or whatever. So oh, that's yeah. pretty much 
leaves Honda and Cowie and all those guys out of it, right? Right, so, yeah. Uh, KTM and Yamaha, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, those two brands are, I think, the last couple of years have been pushing the mm-hmm. hardest in Canadian moto. So, I mean, th- th- I think they were pretty stoked about the two-stroke rule. Right. And really pushed it. So. Um, hey, what uh, what happened last year? What was the deal? Uh, came up to Edmonton to watch. Uh, I went up to uh, – did I go to Walton last year? I can't remember. Um Anyways, what what was your deal? Uh, we were a lot of people thought that you would be able to take that next step up, and you know you had a great year in twenty twenty twelve, no twenty eleven, and uh, mm-hmm. what uh, what happened last year? Honestly, it was you know I don't I'm not a believer in luck. Uh, you know I believe in you prepare yourself the best you can, and you know luck will will come your way. And uh, I just we had you know, a couple little bike failures and stuff like that that mm-hmm. were almost totally out of our control. You know, it was just kind of freak stuff. Like, something came in, you know, like clutch bolts falling off on the inside. Yeah. And just, it was just weird stuff that, you know, it never happened. Like, I don't, I think it was every single round till round seven, mm-hmm. we had, you know, something happen in one of the motos where, you know, I couldn't put a solid weekend together. Right. And just and it kind of happened. It kind of started at Kamloops. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you saw the picture, but basically the back of my helmet touched my heels, and I was uh, oh, in yeah. a bit of a yeah situation. So, yeah, I mean, and it just kind of there are photos you know, of that. I, like I didn't I know. The- I, I didn't know there were any photos of that. I need to see those. I I yeah, remember seeing I, on I Twitter it was a bad crash. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it kind of shook me up. Until, uh, you know, until the break. So I just mm-hmm. kind of rode out the West Coast and just kind of tried to be consistent. Right. And then uh, I went into the East and, you know, second round in the East, I had a little fall over in, a, in my qualifier and just banged my head really funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was concussed. I was, had a concussion and uh, just struggled the rest of the year with being focused and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, I just, after the season, I basically took a bunch of time off and mm-hmm. just wanted to sit in a dark room and uh, get myself healed up more or less. It was that bad, huh? It was that bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, it it probably wasn't noticeable from the outside, but right. I could I could push to about the 15, 20-minute mark, mm-hmm. and then I would just, I would lose a lot of focus, and it was just really hard for me to even function properly why at were that you even, point. Why were you even racing? Should have just stopped. Should have just pulled yeah. off. I I should have right, honestly. Right. Now that I look back, but you know when when you're concussed like that, you think yeah you're fine, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just you know you got a headache or whatever, so you just fight through it. And it's, well, but you're, yeah, you're from Saskatchewan. Now that I look at it, I should have. You're from Saskatchewan, so a lot of people just think that's normal behavior. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just all the wheat and. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. Well, yeah, it was a tough year for you, no doubt. And so now this year you're back in the MX2 class should should be exciting. Um, what about the news of Brett Metcalf? Obviously he's not in your class, but it's a big name, big news. Riding yeah. leading edge Cowie. What, what are your yeah. thoughts on that? Well, actually, I just like I've heard rumors about it, and uh, I I really wasn't sure if it would if it would come through or not. But I uh, read that race rec tweet this morning. Yeah, I was put up. I was by, actually kind of surprised. Put up by yours truly, by the way. So, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Steve Mathis. I, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I think uh, I think it'll be interesting because you know in the past it's always taken the Americans a couple yep. a couple of years or at least a little bit to get momentum against yep. the Canadian guys. But mm-hmm. we'll see. 
Yeah, new tracks, new system, new qualifying, new race, and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's not like yeah. you can just waltz it's in. And, yeah. um, any plans to race uh, in the U.S. at all and do any U.S. stuff? I mean, yeah, that's kind of always been my goal. Is it? Yeah. To, uh, eventually, yeah, eventually to get down here, obviously, you know, on Twitter, whatever. A couple yeah. months ago, we kind of got into it. Yeah, we got into more big, or less about Canadians fight. riding yeah. SX. But. Well, I just want to see Canadians ride SX. I mean, look, if you're if yeah. you're Kyle Keast, I'm probably saying, "Hey, Kyle, you know, don't worry, just just stay down up in Canada." And and actually, Kyle's raced American Supercars a few times, but like yourself and and yeah. uh, Colton and uh, the Medaglias. I mean, you guys have Supercross skills. You have legit skills. I don't understand. Why you don't race? As I said in that Twitter, and we can get into a little bit here. It's yeah. it's uh, on a 450, which you can get a hold of one. You, I mean, let's face it, you Sean Moffenbier, you ride a 450, you make the night yeah. show. That's uh, like uh, a couple thousand bucks, I think. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, you know, you can make a night show. Yeah, but we want to do more of that than that. You know, like. Uh... Colton was down here a little while ago, and we kind of we kind of all talked about it. And it's not that we're scared or that we don't want to do Supercross. It's just you know we don't have the budget to come down and you know get ready for it. And you know if I'm going to go race something, I want to do it properly. I want to be ready for it, and you know I want to actually uh, you know try to do well at it. I just don't want to show up at the back of my truck and say, "Yeah, I rode SX twice this week, and I'm going for well, I mean, you know I'm going for the night show." You're down here now, so you you can ride five mm-hmm. rounds, six rounds with very low costs. You can get on a supercross track easily enough. There, I mean, you got to start somewhere to just say, "I don't want to do." I understand you want to do well. Absolutely, you're a racer. That's 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 every racer's goal. Yeah, but you got to start somewhere, and so. You know, I mean, I just saying, I'm just saying, like, no matter how badly it goes, Supercross, you're gonna make a, yeah. you know, a couple thousand bucks. Uh, you're gonna spend a little bit of money for licensing and, and riding Supercross or whatever. But it 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 could actually, no, I just hope I hope you're sitting down. It could actually make you a better rider, Muffin Buyer. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't. I'm not saying you guys are scared. I don't think you guys are scared. I just, I don't know what it is. You can do it. I mean, and you can make some money at it. It'll, it might make you a better racer. I don't see the downsides. I just don't get it. I, honestly, I think it's it's so many small details that add up. Like uh, you know, like health insurance. You know, it costs money, and the fact that we have to buy CMA licenses and go through all that shit. That's another whole podcast. And then you have to be released by them, and then you know you gotta you gotta prepare, you gotta have your suspension right, you know. And then on top of that, you know, I, I would want somebody to help me out and get practicing and stuff like that too. And it's just like there's so many like little steps before you even you know start to like even practice more or less to to get prepared for it. I know. And, uh, do I gotta I get? Know. Do I have to get my pit board? Like, do I have to get my pit board out hey? and come down there and help you? Yeah, I would love that. I just about told you to do that on Twitter. I was, I would have. Listen, bro, three and a half yeah. hour drive from my house. Right. I'd be down there. I'll get you on a supercross there track. Get, I probably could get you on Yamaha supercross track. And uh, there we yeah. go. 
I just uh, yeah, I mean, I want to I want to see you guys do more than a nine race series. That's all. All of you yeah. guys. I just you guys are racers. This is how you make your living. You can get hurt practicing at Paula as much as you can get hurt practicing uh, or riding at Anaheim. You know, it, it, if you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. That argument to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I want you to, to do more than nine races. I want you guys to get more exposure, do better. I mean, you know, I just it's frustrating as a Canadian fan. That's what we're all coming from. Um, we just yeah. want, and that's why, like, look at Beaton. Like, God, the, the DMX was practically blowing him every week. I mean, because it was cool to see. Maybe even made a couple of mains. You know what I mean? But like, that's. The yeah. support that we, the Canadian motocross fans, would give you, Sean Moffenbeier, if you or anybody, Medaglias, uh, Fasciati, anybody who who did the uh, the Supercrosses. Yeah, you got you got to also remember we didn't grow up doing Supercrosses. Ah, phooey, like right? ah, like, phooey! Don't like, give me that. You can learn. No, it. no, it's it's horseshit because you got to remember, like if we came down here and practiced, say on the Yamaha or Milestone. Or whatever supercross track, right. they're they're full blown supercross tracks. When yeah. we get here, right? Yeah. Like, have you ever gone to Montreal Supercross? Yeah. Exactly. Like that's that's kind of a techie supercross for most Canadians. What about what about Calgary? That, Calgary looks. Like, you know, I've never been to Calgary. Cheap. Calgary looks like it has been big jumps. Nice, nice jumps. I, I I don't know. I've never been there, but I mean, is there anything on Calgary you know, that? What? No, it's just it needs to be almost like more of a build up, more or less. But if I if I win the lottery or something, I'll definitely go for it. Don't you worry. You'll All right, me. I just I just you know I just want to see that our Canadian guys try to do better than just racing a nine race series. That's all. That's all I want. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. And we would, you know what? We would race more outdoors if it didn't overlap so much. I, I mean, but I haven't seen you ride that much so I'll, I'll i'll just i'll put this on colton and i know he colton's had injuries issues and you know he can't take another yeah. hit to the noggin or else he's gonna have another issue but i mean colton fasciati is a world-class talent he shows up at supercross yeah. and he puts in some good rides and I, i'm being for real i think the guy could do something i really do you know i, I know he's well, got yeah you know yeah, I mean, uh, after seeing what he did at uh, Paula and whatever right. he raced and stuff like that in the outdoors, it, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was pretty obvious that the guy is, you know, capable of, of being in the top 10, top 20 pretty easily right. in the U.S., right? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know why he hasn't taken that step forward, but right. I don't know, to be honest. You should. But uh, I, I believe he could fully, fully make it down here. Okay, so... You can, get, so. can we get your entry in for Toronto next weekend? Can, can we do that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You get me a bike and suspension, I'll be there. Okay. All right. <laughs> right off the couch. That's all you need, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. I no, I, listen, I know you guys all sit back and laugh at us idiots. Hey, look at the tubby, <laughs> the tubby media guy, you know, saying this and saying <laughs> that. Like, I get it. I know what you guys are saying, but, you know, I mean, look at JSR. Look at Rollerball. Look at these great Canadian – look at Beaton. These great Canadian guys that push themselves to race wherever, whenever, against the deepest field ever, whenever they could, to try to get better. And I just don't see, and I'm not just trying to come down on you, Moffin Buyer, because, you know, 
you know, I'm not, I'm not all of you guys. What happened to that? What happened to, the, to you guys? I mean, yeah. I've seen the CMRC purse. It's not like you're living large. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, I'll let you off the hook. No, I, right, let's, uh, let's, 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 I don't know. Hey, uh, so you're 20, right? Just do. What? Yeah. yeah. No, what were you going to say? I was, was going to tell you just call up everybody. I should. And why don't you just give everybody a little little chat? I had to. I call was, Colton, call the Medegos, call uh, up everybody. I was laughing. Well, actually, to Tyler Medaglia's credit, he texted me um, sometime in December and said, hey, I really want to come down and do some supercrosses. Can you help me out? Can you get me a track? Can you get me the right connections? And I said, no problem. Yeah. I'd love to see you do it. Uh, just let me know. And I, the phone never rang. But at least he was you know, showing some interest. He wanted to do it. So credit to him. Hey, what about him yep. going to, to KTM? What about that? What about it? What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. Why didn't they call you? Were you mad? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Not at all. I'm more of a Yamaha guy anyways. You know, I'm not yeah, saying that Tyler, I wouldn't go to Tyler, KTM. Tyler, but, Tyler uh, ditched his, I like his my team. Yamaha. Tyler ditched his team. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's his personal decision. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, I'm not coming down on Tyler. you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think, I, I don't know. I honestly think uh, it was a good move for him. You know, it takes, you know, the... JDR team was uh, it was a good team and all, but yeah. I think the KTM team was a little bit better for him. Yeah. a little more organized and stuff. Right. Um, um, yeah, I'm gonna call everybody. I'm gonna call every each guy up. Jeremy, yeah. Colton, Tyler. Um, well, I already yelled at you. Um, <laughs> maybe Benoit. I don't know. Does Benoit's English? How's Benoit's English? Is it good? Yelling him too. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's working on it. Yell at him too, because JSR says he's pretty good in Supercross. Uh, last time I saw JSR down here for the um, San Diego Supercross, he was telling me that he thinks Benoit can yeah. do really well. So, yeah, I think so too. Um, hey, uh, so you're 20 years old. So, and you're from Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Where are you from in Saskatchewan? Swift Current. Swift Current. So, clearly, Blair Morgan was a, was a hero. Yeah, for sure. He's my inspiration. Was he really? For real? Yeah, I'm not kidding. Yeah, uh, I remember one time I was, uh, I think I was racing like 80s or 60s or something. Mm -hmm. And the guy, like, I was like out practicing and the guy shows up at like 9 o'clock to sign in. And everybody's like, you can't sign in this late. Right. He's like, come on. Like, he he didn't even practice or nothing. He just unloaded his bike and raced and like won the pro class. I was like, Six at the time. Right. And then uh, probably like five years ago, we were uh, we were at PA. That's mm-hmm. where he's from. Yep. And uh, I was racing against him in the pro class, and a hole shot at him. And uh, he hunted me down and passed me and stuff. But second moto, he was – I don't know what he was doing, but he must have been like passing out autographs or something, <laughs> doing something like that. And he, he didn't even make it to the line. Like, he didn't even come to the line. Oh. So, uh, I actually got the overall on him. Mm-hmm. And I took it over there, showed him. He he was laughing. So right, but yeah, um, he was totally. Uh, yeah, I totally looked up to him. He, uh, you know, he actually became a pretty good friend. And uh, yeah. whenever I'm up there, we normally go out for supper and stuff like that. So. Right, right. Yeah, good dude. Um, yeah. So very you're good dude. you're okay. So you're. Tw- I'm trying to do the math in my head. So 2008. I think he got hurt in 2008, didn't he? Yeah, <clears throat> it's been that long. Um, so when you were fifteen, 
So yeah, so you missed his glory years, kind of. Yeah, but but, but yeah, you were I mean, around, right? Yeah, I was uh, I was along the fence on his glory years. Right, right. Watching him. Um, but yeah, I I still have a hat signed from him. And I was like six in the box over here. You know, I was like, yeah, I want to be there one day. <laughs> right, right. So. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah. I, uh, I've known Blair for years. I used to, when I was a mechanic back in like the mid-90s down here, he would come down and, and I would I was helping out a guy named Jason Fernet, um, Canadian guy. And yeah. I was working for a U.S. guy, but I was traveling around Fernet. And so Blair would come down and we'd hang out quite a bit. And almost every time he showed up, he, you know, because he had a, a busy schedule, Whenever he'd show up, he'd make a main, 125 main, and then just kind of go away for mm. next month, then come up, come down again, make another main, you know, Minneapolis or, <laughs> or wherever, and then just go away again, you know? So, um, yeah. I'll tell you what, you know, I'm from Manitoba. I don't know if you're aware, but from Winnipeg. Uh, I had no idea. Yeah. Thanks for telling me. Yeah, yeah. Are you being are you sar- <laughs> you're sarcastic? This is, is this sarcasm? <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's what pisses me off. I got you. Got Morgan, and before Morgan, a guy named Brent Shuri. I don't know if you're familiar with him or you remember him. Um, yeah, sure um, shot. Sure shot, right. You got Saskatchewan is the only province worse than Manitoba in all of Canada. There's no doubt. But somehow, sure. that's true. Somehow you guys have produced three like great motocrossers, and in Manitoba, like nothing. No one. We haven't. Don Formo, like in 89, was like number five. And. That's about it. Is he it. still racing? Uh, he was racing for a long time, yeah. Is he still racing? Yeah, like, I raced against him. Uh, I'm sure I raced against him like two years ago. Yeah. That guy still hauls ass. Oh, yeah. No, cool. guy, guy's really good. He's, yeah. He lives in Swan River, which is, uh, and he runs yeah. a car dealership or something. His dad, he took over his dad's car dealership. We just have had fuck all for Canadian national riders, and you bastards have produced three, like, top five guys. It's ridiculous. I don't know why. And I've ridden Moose Jaw, and I've ridden Weyburn. I rode Regina. <laughs> uh, I raced all those yeah. tracks. I think I raced in Saskatoon one time. Um, I, yeah, Saskatoon? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I've ridden your tracks. Believe me. You guys don't have, like, amazing tracks or anything. Uh, I don't know. It really pisses me off that your province not – not only by a little bit, your province greatly outshines Manitoba. Just pisses me off. Well, I think it's like a no. I think it's like when you have one fast guy come out of it, and uh, you know another, you know, kid like me. Mm-hmm. Used to, I just used to look up a player and say, "Hey, if he can do it, I can do it." Right. So, and then uh, you know, I know I know a couple kids like Kyle Biro and the, the Biro brothers that are coming out of there. In Saskatchewan right now that are ripping. You know? Really, you have other you There's have other fast you have fast. A, you have other fast kids and it's coming up in Saskatchewan. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, see. like I said, that Kyle Biro kid. I, I don't know who ripping. that is, but I'm gonna hit my head and fuck with a hammer because that's yeah. that sucks. Um, they're, they're coming. Yeah, what's Manitoba doing? That's dude, what I know. nothing. Well, Ryan Miller. Do we count Ryan Miller? I mean, and he was a great rider, like stylish, I, but yeah. I don't. Think he what was he's his good. best? What was he's his best good. national number? What was his best uh, number? I mean, was it top twenty? What? Yeah, I think so. Listen, that that's I'd say twenty something. That's not that good. I, I'm talking 
Right. Morgan yeah. Shuri was number six in the rollerball days. Morgan yeah. was a champion, beat everybody, including that bastard JSR. Uh, and you you were number six. I mean, that's mm-hmm. something. You know, let's face it. Miller got number twenty, whatever, by riding all the rounds. There wasn't even twenty guys yeah. to get points in some races, probably. So, as much as I like Ryan Miller, he's a nice guy, but I just don't. You know, I don't know, man. Do you remember? Do you remember yeah. a guy named Vic Stewart? Was that way before your time? Yeah, that's. Yeah, uh, I'm only twenty, man. I know, I know. Damn it. Well, you meet, Vic and I used to have some good battles. He was Saskatchewan's guy before Blair. Um, never heard of him. Is Moose Jaw Track still around? You know what? I think they actually closed the doors this year. Really? Ah. Yeah. Last last year they got kicked off the land. What about Wayburn? Still there? Wayburn is still there. Tor- I'm still killing it. Tore my awesome. knee. Up, tore my knee up at Wayburn. Bastards! Yeah, Wasn't well, there a big water uh, tower? Wasn't there a big water tower in the middle of that track or something? Uh, I have no idea, man. To be honest, do you ever do you ever uh, race locally? It's, it's like a gravel pit. Is it? Was it? Okay. Do you do you race locally at all? It changed. Ever? Yeah, I, I do it as much as I can. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whenever I'm home, especially after nationals, <clears throat> like I'll pack up my van and right. just keep heading to local races. It's uh, especially because uh, you know Schrader and Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I like to support those guys a lot, so I always head up there to Yorkton and stuff to so to race their race. So you'll cherry pick uh, Yorkton, but you won't show up in Anaheim. I'm off a bar. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, somebody's got to pay the bills. <laughs> hey, um, anyways, it pisses me off that Manitoba sucks balls so bad that we can't produce better motocrossers than your province. It really pisses me off. Well, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Just uh, I know. Maybe you should do a whole documentary on Saskatchewan. And then take it to all the Manitoba riders. Oh my God. I, after I finish yelling at all the Canadian pros for not riding Supercross, I'll yell at all the Manitoba riders collectively. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, favorite um, national track? Uh, man. You can't it say. It depends on the year, to be honest. Really? It's like everybody has their good years, and then you'll go there the next year, and you'll be like, who prepped this place? <laughs> you know? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, uh, I like, you know, I like uh, Sandley and stuff on the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I like a lot of West Coast stuff because it's kind of what I grew up on, like Calgary and Edmonton and stuff. I like the hard pack, so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, they all kind of, they all have their, you know, it's like the two-stroke, four-stroke thing. They all right. have their, you know, likes and dislikes to them. And, I don't know. I find them all challenging and. I like them all. Right. Uh, okay. Well, nice answer there. Nice politically correct answer. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah. Uh, worst track. What's the worst one? Uh, probably go for dunes when it's plus freaking yeah. 40 degrees out. Second right. moto. Yeah. I hate that place at that point. Yeah. Um, but uh, that or Nanaimo. You know, I really don't like Nanaimo. Nanaimo is a, a It's like hole. a backdrop track. I've heard it like, got why better. Why do we even go there? I heard it got better the last couple of years, prep wise. No. Yeah, I mean it was it was decent. It was decent, but still, you can't make a backyard track an international track. I don't, yeah. I don't care what you say. 
Yeah. Like, in comparative to, like, Kamloops and stuff, mm-hmm. like, Kamloops is pretty wicked outdoor style yeah. compared to, to uh, Nanaimo. Right, I, I agree. Um, yeah, yeah. Nanaimo's no good. Um, yeah. All right. What else? Anything else? Is there anything else to talk about? Oh. I mean, you see any, uh, you see any local, uh, like, California fast guys uh, get in, try to get behind them? Like, uh, any pros? No. No. Well, sometimes. Depends. Okay. Sometimes they just piss me off down here because they panic of me in my warm-up and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Come on, dude. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Back I, like, what's up with the whole scrubbing and, like, looking back at guys and things? I don't know, man. Uh, it's sometimes... Yeah. Look, it's been a while since I've ridden, but I did do a lot of riding in SoCal maybe three, four years ago. Um, and, yeah, yeah, you're out there riding. It's like, bro, it's Thursday at Glen Helen. We all suck. You're... You, you, Johnny Pro, you're one of, you know, five guys on this track that are world-class. Everyone else sucks balls. So why do you act like you're so yeah. pissed when you're behind some slow guy? <laughs> like, you know, why yeah. waste your energy? It's not like it's full of fast guys and I'm the one slow guy. There's quads, kids, <laughs> fat guys like me. You know, everyone else is out here and you're mad. I don't – it doesn't make any sense. Because, yeah, yeah, Rhino used to come in behind you in corners and go – and hit your back tire. And you're like, bro. I, yeah, it's like seriously. Yeah, like I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm super tired. I'm ready to pass out, and you're, uh, yeah. and you're one. You're hitting my um, my back tire. So. Yeah, and it's like you pay twenty bucks at the gate, just like everybody else. So you know, you know, yeah. treat it with a little respect. No, I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. And I mean, I, that's I, just I, my two cents. And on top of that, you I mean you're fast. You know what I mean? Imagine like me or yeah. you know a quad or whatever. Like, <laughs> how about the dudes at Glen Helen yeah. that water their faces of the jumps? That's always awesome. Hey, thanks, yeah. guy. Well, and then they don't really have flags there, so right. if you go down, you just like dodge people for twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, illegal Mexican. Thank you, illegal <laughs> Mexican kid, for watering the face of this jump. That's awesome. Yeah, he's doing his job. So. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Um, when you go home. Uh, I'm going to stay down here till the beginning of May, and then uh, I'll probably got to go to Ontario just to get the race bike ready and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then uh, venture over to Nanaimo to uh, right. ride that great track. And then I'll probably, uh, yeah, I probably won't be home home in Saskatchewan until, until probably end of August. Um, yeah, so where are you going to be living? Where do you... Uh, well, I'll live down here till May and then right. but out of my suitcase for the rest of the time. Oh, really? To, to Todd's house, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I just... Is that Ontario? Yeah. Where, where is that? Uh, Todd's place is in BC. Oh, okay. All right. While I'm out in the, uh, yeah. While I'm out in the West, I like to stay with him and, uh, yeah. decent track there. So, right. Yeah. Right. Um, well, cool, man. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. No problem. I really feel like we didn't iron anything out. We didn't figure out why Saskatchewan is faster than Manitoba, and we didn't figure out when we're going to agree to disagree on Canadians racing Supercross. So I don't feel like we got anywhere, but that's okay. Yeah, well, you know what? The Hmm. question's out there now. So Yeah. I mean, people are going to be thinking about it, and I'm going to be thinking about it. So maybe another podcast in a month or two. Right. With answers, or questions answered. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. I'd... Yeah, I'd like to do it. I'd like to get to the bottom of this. In the meantime, I'll work on yelling at 
at all the other Canadian pros and working on yelling at all the people in Manitoba. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's your job, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's easy to sit back and criticize. It's hard to get up and actually do it. So I'll just, yeah, I I'll mean, just take uh, the easy way out. <laughs> yeah, you can yell about that and then piss a whole bunch of Americans off about their gun laws. Oh, my God. And yeah. Yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah, lost, <laughs> I lost a lot of followers. Uh, apparently, everyone thinks yeah. it's pretty cool to be able to carry uh, – you know, a 30 shot, uh, machine gun around for hunting deer, you know? Yeah. So. Well, that makes sense, right? That totally makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Why wouldn't you want a 30 round clip semi-automatic machine gun for hunting and, and personal protection? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Aren't they, uh, yeah. what, aren't these people just, I, mean, I can't believe them. These people are so scary. It's, yeah. It's like, I don't even know what to about it do, do they really think the constitution the dudes who drew up the constitution do they really think the constitution dudes were like ah oh, yes we picture the 30 round uh clip and semiotic machine gun coming in 150 years so we should really amend our constitution no they had no idea but everyone says hey it's the right to bear arms ah oh, jesus okay yeah. i'm not gonna get into it because i think it's crazy but yeah okay each to their own, right? Yeah, exactly. Each to their own. Hopefully they're listening to this podcast and they uh, buy from btosports.com and they support Sean Moffenbauer's yeah. quest to put a two-stroke uh, on top of the podium. Um, all right. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you doing this. And uh, keep in touch. Uh, have a good uh, off-season, and uh, maybe I'll see you in Calgary. Sounds good. Thanks uh, for having uh, me. See you, bud.